just worship and call upon the Lord without asking for things. Just acknowledge him for who he is. Just acknowledge him for his greatness that he's sovereign God. Bless your Lord. Mighty God. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. Lord, we thank you for blessing us to enter into this place, Lord God, this seventh day of August, 2022. Lord God, you've given us a reasonable portion of health. You've given us strength. You've given us what is needed, Lord God, to sustain us, Lord God, in this hour. We pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord God, to to walk in obedience to your word. Lord God, not to be high-minded, not to be heady. Lord God, but bless us to walk, Lord God, according to thy will. Lord, that we be found pleasing in your sight in the name of Jesus. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages. Presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And Thursday men focus at 6 p.m. That's our open discussion group. And so you're welcome to call in and be part of the, the discussion. Well, actually, you know, in all of our services, you can comment in and 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 that information, what, what you comment in, it doesn't go unnoticed. On Saturdays at 1130 p.m., 
You'll find us on 99.5 FM on your radio dial or KKLA.com where the uh, radio feed is streaming through uh, the uh, internet. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is obedience to the word of God. And so we just thank God. We're here to glorify the name of the Lord. We're here to magnify him and to lift him up above everything. And I do mean above everything, everything that there is. So I want to thank you for tuning in to the online service. We're going to go into the word of God. We're going to have our scripture reading and afterwards we want to offer up a praise unto the Lord. Then we're going to go into the word of God and see what he has to say. At this time, we'll have an open scripture. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And the Bible says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. And at this time, this is a simple song that you may have heard, and, you know, and, and so uh, if you haven't, if you've never heard it before, as I said, it's a simple song, and it just says, Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. And so this was written or performed by uh, Bishop G.E. Patterson that we uh, we sing all the time. Sometimes we just wind up singing the chorus through and through for, the, for you know, something about uh, sometime when I grew up and as I've grown up in church, you know, we'll take a we'll take the chorus and just sing that without singing the lead or anything else that go along with the song. But certainly we want to give God the glory that is due unto him and due unto his name. That, you know, that is the purpose of the church. It was a place to hollow out to give glory unto the name of Jesus. Oh, 
no other name that I know except the name of Jesus that brings about salvation. Mighty God. You know, we're going to go on. and we're, the, the word of God is coming up, you know, and, and so uh, we just want to, to let, the know, let the Lord know how much we appreciate him. You know, this is another old, they would say oldie but goodie.
churches saying Lord we need a word from you stop by here Lord take over the service Lord Lord God speak and have your way and you don't hear that today I don't, I, I'm bless your Lord God I know I haven't heard it I don't know maybe maybe in your service you have and but I have not heard it except whoo mighty God bless your Lord Jesus bless your name Lord we need to ask the Lord to stop by here. We need a word from the Lord. We don't need the statistics and, uh, and everything else from, from society. We need to hear from heaven. Mighty God, mighty God. We're gonna go on into the word of God this morning. Again, thank you for joining the online service. You can you can find us on iHeartRadio. Uh, Apple Play and Amazon, just to name a few, you know, and if you're looking for a church home growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us and be blessed with us. You know, um, I've been telling the church and I was speaking at another engagement. I have a few more engagements coming up, but I'm just being honest with you. I am not about church. And let me clarify that. I'm not talking about being a member of something that just to say that I'm part a member of, uh, you know, that establishment. I'm not talking about organization, tradition and, uh, you know, and all of that. I'm talking about, uh, do you know Jesus? That's what I want to know. Do you know Jesus? I don't want to know if you know religion. If you know spiritualism, if you go to church at Chilla, you know, you know uh, if you got a bunch of hand-me-down cliches, let me clarify, church Chilla, you know, church Chilla is that church you go to and they sing and, and, and everybody jump up at the same and shout the same way and, you know, dance the same way around the, 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 the building. You know, they've gone home and they've practiced a few steps so that the next time they feel a quickening or they get the beat of the music uh, in them, then, then they have a design stance that they're gonna offer up. I'm not looking for flesh on parade. I'm looking for Jesus. That's what I wanna know. Do you know Jesus? You know, a lot of people claim to know the Lord. 
And they certainly claim his goodness in what they're doing. I was watching a, a movie last week, and I want to direct your attention to the book of Mark, the, the first chapter. I was watching a movie last week, and uh, through what they were doing, even though they were they were operating outside the word of God, many are operating, existing, claiming things outside the word of God. They're not interested in the will of God. You ought to be interested in the will of God. And let's be specific, his divine will. There is a permissive will and there is a divine will. I want to know his divine will. I don't want the, the, to get caught up in the permissive will. I want to know his divine will. And so they're committed to sin that some of us have been delivered from. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But in the midst of their sins and what they were doing, it didn't matter what it was. They was using the cliches, as I mentioned, I'm not interested in your cliches, but won't he do it? Now, they were not operating in the will of God, but when they obtained what they wanted, they, they would look at each other, high five each other, snap fingers and all that. Won't he do it? You know, you know, ain't God good? You know, cleat words of songs that have been picked up. But I want to know, have you tried Jesus? Are you willing to allow God to be God? Many are down with the faith movement. And, and you, you better have some faith. The Bible said he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It takes faith to seek him. And before faith comes, there has to be hope because hope is the foundation of faith. Many are down with the faith movement. And yes, you could be a recipient of blessings, blessings galore. Nothing but blessings and not have an ounce of salvation. Have you tried Jesus? Do you know him in a pardon of your sins? Maybe you were a recipient. We, we read about Jesus feeding the masses and, and we'll come back to that another time. Maybe you've been a participant or, and, and a recipient of the fishes and loaves. You know, you've had a fish sandwich. But what about forgiveness of sin? Now, yes, the, on the, there's remission of sin because of the shedding of blood. Where there's no shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. But are you making a difference between that which is holy and that which is unholy? The Bible says that John was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Now, I need you to have your Bibles this morning. Maybe you're using a device, you know, a pad or something, but I want you to know the word of God, not the word of Carl. The Bible said he came with a stern message. 
Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for remission of sin. Um, did you get that message? Baptism for repentance and remission of sin. That message didn't change because on the day of Pentecost, they asked the apostles that was there, those that were obedient to what God said, there was five, about 500, from my understanding, that was instructed to go back to Jerusalem, and 380 found something else to do. Now, there's about 380 right now that I don't see here. They found something else to do. But out of those that went back, they were recipients of the promise that God said he would send. They asked them, Men and brethren, after they watched and heard what was going on, heard the praises of God, what shall we do to be saved? And minds and hearts were stirred. They were pricked in their hearts. And Peter said, uh, repent. Repentance is a message that will never go out of style. It is a, it should be, it is one of the most powerful messages that you will ever hear. And that is to change your ways. Repentance. It doesn't say repent, you change for a moment, and then you change back, and then you change again. I found out that that uh, that many uh, will preach a message, you know, we, it's been handed down. I, I'm, not, I'm not with the cliches now. And that is, he's a God of first and second chances. And I, and I do appreciate the, the opportunities God knew, the, the, the silliness. Yeah, he knew us, and I, I'm trying to be careful with my selection of words here. The poor choices that we would make repeatedly at times, and he made provision for that. But I want you to understand something that he will have mercy on whom he will. So don't take a chance and say, well, he forgave me once, and he'll forgive me again, and you know, he is the God of, uh, uh, of fourth, fifth, and sixth chances. But let me tell you, grace is for the living, not for the dead. And, and so the Bible says that they asked them, what shall we do to be saved? And Peter told them to repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of sin. So the message did not change on the other side of Calvary. Well, let's talk about his goodness this morning. The Bible says in Psalms, and I hold on to Mark, Psalms 27, 13, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Psalms 23 and 6 says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The word prevails, because his goodness is going to prevail, means to prove more powerful 
than the opposing forces. This morning, I want you to understand that that his power, God's power, his goodness is more powerful than any opposing anything that comes against you. It means that you will be victorious if you rely on him and his wisdom, his knowledge and his understanding. It means to be widespread in a particular area at a particular time. The songwriter says, come by here, good Lord. Come by here. We need you, Lord. Come by here. My heart, my soul, my body, my mind, everything, my, everything about me is saying, Lord, come by here. Come by here, Lord. Now, I'm, I'm taking that personal for myself. Now, I hope you're doing the same. That you're saying, Lord, come by here. I, I need to hear from you, Lord. Come by here. Come visit me. I'm taking this very personal. The Bible says in Mark 1 and 28, and immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the regions round about Galilee. But why did his fame spread? How did it spread? It wasn't because of a new ride. You know, did you see his new car? Did you see his new ass? His new horse? You know, you see the donkey that he rode in on. It, it, it wasn't because of a job. Won't he do it? Y'all can't see my little dance going on here. Won't he do it? You know, ain't God good? It's, it's not because of being a recipient of some money. God is good all the time. You know, me and my uh, grandson, we were playing dominoes. No, no, not dominoes, excuse me, Monopoly yesterday. And, you know, see, it becomes that thing of, of you know, as, as we were exchanging funds, as we was buying property, every now and then we would, we would acknowledge God is good. I'm buying this property now. You know, I'm going to put a house on it. I'm going to put a hotel here. Yeah, I won't tell you the end result. But you need to understand that the declarations that we make, are it or is it under circumstances that are right or questionable? Jesus came correct. That's only he could do. He was the word of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world. That You'll find that in 1 Timothy 3.16. John said in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So he could only come correct. The Bible tell us in the 22nd verse of Mark, let's put some rubber to it. And they were astonished. They were amazed at his doctrine, at his teaching, for he taught them as one that had authority, not as the scribes. 
there was in the sanctuary, excuse me, the synagogue, a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out. The 27th verse says, and they were all amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves saying, what thing is this? They were baffled, confounded, didn't know. What new doctrine is this? Not understanding that it wasn't something new. I'm not preaching nothing new this morning. Matter of fact, you may have read this already for yourself. For with authority commanded he even the unclean spirits and they do obey him. Unclean spirits will obey him. And so will clean spirits. The 34th verse says, and he healed many that were sick with diverse diseases and cast out many devils. And he said unto them, let's go to the next town. Mighty God, I, I feel like dancing right now. There, there, I, I may not be able to contain myself in, in, in after a while, but uh, the Bible said that he said, let us go to the next town that I may preach there also. For therefore, uh, for uh, came I forth. That's why I'm here. I'm here to preach the gospel. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee. Not only did he preach in the synagogues, but he cast out devils. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him. Prior to our, our service going, you know, usually we'll start serving when you hear the music going on uh, most of the time uh, as the service uh, starts, we're on the altar. We're calling out. We're kneeling down and seeking the Lord during that time. The Bible said that the leopard came to him, asking him and kneeling down to him, saying unto him, if thou will, if it's your will, thou can make me clean. Mark recalls of Christ is very explicit compared to Matthew, Luke, and John. Mark said to uh, be talking to the Greeks rather than the nation of Israel. And so Mark jumps right into the ministry of Jesus Christ. The 14 and 15 verse says, now after that John was put in prison, John came proclaiming one in the wilderness, preaching the baptism of repentance and remission of sin. But John was put into prison because he spoke out against the injustice. He spoke out against what was wrong. Man, it's not cool for you to have your, your brother's wife. Y'all sneaking around. Uh, y'all got some shenanigans going on. Uh, some of y'all that, that may hear this might have some shenanigans going on too that you need to stop. So John was persecuted for that reason. The Bible said Jesus came into Galilee. Thank you, Lord. 
let's just let me back up. John was persecuted for that reason, and he was put in prison. This was part of the fulfilling of the word of God. Sometimes we deal with things and we go through things. And had we known or seen it prior, we wouldn't have signed up for the job. And so, you know, if you knew what you were going to go through, John said it for himself. I must decrease that he may increase. I don't think John had uh, that, that he was thinking about being in prison and for what he might be in prison for at the time. There we go. And so John didn't think about him being uh, decreasing and set into a prison. Uh, maybe John would have said, as, as some of us have said, I didn't sign up for this. But here we are. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And saying the time is filled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand right now, in this moment, in this very place. And he said, repent ye. Repent. Jesus said, repent. He wasn't just talking to them in that day. He's talking to us right now. Repent. It don't hurt for the preachers, no matter what your title is, to kneel in repentance of things that you might have did and did not know it offended God. Or maybe you know you did and said something and you didn't give a second thought to it till later. Did you ask forgiveness? Did you repent of that? And when I say repentance as the definition of it, it means not to do it again. He said, believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. Jesus is telling the people to believe what he is saying. He arrived in this northern part of Israel and proclaimed the, the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is different from the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is where he reigns in sovereignty, whereas the kingdom of heaven are the principles that we live by. The principles that are used in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is the behavior that you find here on the path leading to the kingdom of God. Matthew 7, 13, 14 says, enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many be that go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few that be that find it. Have you found it? And are you, now that you found it, are you maintaining? Are you staying on it? If you get off the path, get back on it now. 
the lyrics to, to this particular song says, the only way I know you can make it in is that you got to live right. The only way I know you can make it in, you got to live right. We were singing that for a long time. So that when you exit out of here, you're on the right path. Paul in his message to the church at Corinth said, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. He said, be not deceived. Fornicators, you're not married, but you're having sex with men, having sex with women. God forbid anything else and call it normal. They say this is the new norm. Women as men, dating men, won't tell the man that they have had a sex chain or they're going through hormone treatments and different things. And they call that normal. Hmm. I'm not gonna stay there, don't be afraid. Mighty God. Idlers, worshiping of images, saying, well, it's all the same. Jesus was a prophet and so was the, the, the Hinduism, uh, Buddhism and Feng Shui and all of that are sitting all at the same table. The devil is a lie and he was the father of all liars. Jesus prophesied, but he was God manifested in the flesh and justified in the spirit. I, I'll, I'll take my time this morning. I'm not going to preach this. Nor those that commit adultery. Men, women, if you looking at another person, I don't care what they look like in your eyes. They look good, you know. Ooh, I can, ooh, man, look at that person dance. You know, wobble, 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 baby. You know, says that if a, a man that can that can dance probably could use the tools in his pants. Look, don't, you're not supposed to be walking around lusting after folks. Jesus said, if you look on a woman, if you look on a man, I don't care if they are wobbling. And you start to imagine you're committing adultery. And some of you committing some, not some, I don't mean you particular, but you know, I'm just using a phrase here. Some are dancing a little too close. And they can feel a little bump in the pants. And next thing you know, it's they become one in the back seat. And, and who are you? I'm a Christian. Well, let's go on here. Nor those that have in, imminent and abusers of themselves with mankind or thieves or covens or drunkards or extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. First Corinthians 15 and five says, now this I say, brethren, Sisters, you included in this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doeth corruption 
inherit incorruption. Preaching is the declaration of the word without lengthy details. I'm not going into a lot of details tonight, but uh, come back on Tuesdays and there'll be uh, details as we are in the book of Genesis. Teaching pertains to those details and analogies and parables. Many times Jesus spoke and the disciples, after the crowd was started to disperse, they would catch Jesus and say, hey, what did you mean by that? Sometimes Jesus would be like, and, and hey, 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 you should know that already. But he would go on and explain to them. What is it that you don't know after you've read the word? The word of God is inexhaustible. I'm still understanding and reading and, and seeing things of the word of God that I didn't see after reading something multiple times. And, and you know, and I'm so sometimes we need some help and I, I'm not ashamed. The Lord help me because I sure don't know it all as you don't either. But one thing I do know is what I'm telling you this morning. Jesus said the time is fulfilled. <coughs> The time is fulfilled and soon would uh, give place and focus to Jesus Christ. That's why John had to decrease, why John was in prison. John was soon beheaded. Galatians 4, 4 and 5 says, when the fullness of time was come, Jesus sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. This is what John was preaching about. The fullness of time has come. Make straight the way. You need to prepare a path for the Lord to enter in. That's why you cannot have a bunch of shenanigans going on around you, uh, in your presence, in your home, in your environment, in your atmosphere, because You've asked the Lord to show up. The Bible says that he comes. He knocks. <coughs> Excuse me. He does not force his way in. But if you open the door, he'll come in and sup with you. God's goodness is prevailing. And they were astonished at his doctrine, his teaching. They were astonished. They were amazed. Because he taught not as the others, but as one that has authority, one that had power, not as the scribes. Those that had studied the law. Those that had attended the Cemeteries, the seminaries. They knew how to read the law and interpret the law. And they wrote commentaries that you still need to be careful about receiving. Every commentary that is written is not based upon the word of God. It is based upon the uh, understanding of a man who did not understand spiritual things. Mighty God. Jesus didn't just preach a good message. He wasn't trying to tickle your ears, gather fame, 
raise an offering, build an organization, make you religious, make you spiritual, get you to dance and shout. He preached repentance. Change, sister. Change, brother. <coughs> All right. That's enough. Mighty God. Change. Turn from your wicked ways. Turn from ignoring God. Stop what you're doing and do what God has called you to do. He came as one with power from on high. Enough power to get the job done. The scribes couldn't do it. The Pharisees did not do it. The Sadducees did not want to believe it. And there was in the synagogue a man in the temple, the tabernacle, the sanctuary, with an unclean spirit. This man is sitting in the midst of those that believe. Those that claim to believe. And the Bible said he cried out. People come to church. I have an alt against church folks. I have an alt. And when I, I'm, I'm talking about those that say I'm, I'm a minister, those that say I'm a prophet, those that. I, I've been in services. I've been in some large services. Where the one that is up speaking and claim to be a prophet begins to prophesy to the leader that's sitting there. And I look out over the audience and I see people sitting there that came for the first time. Some of them are sitting there crying out. You can feel their spirit. Looking to hear from heaven. But that word of prophecy does not reach down to the audience and that individual or those individuals that sit in there crying out mighty god bless your lord jesus can i, can I just be real because i'm gonna be real anyway so it doesn't reach them the minister stands there and prophesy as a show and that's what i call it a show to the leader i've seen it year after year services multiple services They show up, folks come to church Sunday after Sunday, week after week, month after month with unresolved issues, sitting there crying out. And it should not be so. It wasn't hearing the word of God. Many have sat in services with unclean spirits, sat in services angry, Set in services, hearts filled with lust, thinking about whatever it is that they're thinking about. Here when the mind should be on the Lord, but yet they can't because they are overwhelmed by that spirit. Some people come to church and when they can't wait to get out and go self-sedate. Mm -hmm. 
Can't wait to get out. Got to fire up. Can't wait to get out. Got to tilt. Can't wait to get out. Got to get lit. Can't wait to get out. I got to go meet up with someone. Can't wait to get out. They've gone through emotional things. Crying out for help. When you say I can't help it. When you say I can't stop it. You're saying I'm oppressed. You may even be saying I'm demon possessed. People with demons cry out. Now don't confuse demon possession with mental illness. Jesus didn't. Some churches have got received grants. They have staff members now that, that specialize in mental illness. Jesus didn't get confused. He wasn't confused about what was going on with individuals. Now, if you don't understand, Pastor, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. The Bible tells us that Jesus had come out of a ship. Immediately there met him a man of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. This man did not live at home any longer. He lived in the graveyard. And no man could bind him. They would capture him, try to hold him down, and they would put chains on him. He would break the chains. Break them in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. He needs psychologists. He needs to talk to someone. You don't understand him. And he was always night and day was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself. Taking the stones and cutting himself, ripping his flesh. And they would say that's mental illness today. Jesus didn't say it was mental illness. The 15th verse says, and they came to Jesus. You go back and read the rest on your own time. And they saw him that was possessed with the devil that had legions, multiple spirits. And this man was now sitting, not naked, had some garments on, had been wrapped up in whatever they clothed him with, in his right mind. They were afraid of Jesus at that point. They asked Jesus not to come near them. Some people are not delivered because they're afraid to be delivered from what's going on. And so they run from him. The Bible said men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Some will even tell you, I'm not ready to be delivered. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. Where I am right now, don't bother me. And we have to respect their will and their wishes. But there comes a time where when you get tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I don't think it really has to go that far, that you will try Jesus. 
And they were all amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commanded he even the unclean spirits. That's why it's important. When we come to church to hit the altar, don't hit the altar bottled all up. Let me, you know, we, we go through a pious move where, you know, my, 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 my youngest grandson, uh, he caught me yesterday. We were at the table praying over our food, you know, and I had one eye open. I kind of looked around the table. Apparently he had his eyes open too, because he asked me, he said, why, why was you looking around during the, during the blessing of the food? When your hands should have been together. That <laughs> your, hand, your hands balled up or placed in a clapping position don't mean that you all deep into prayer. You know, we need to get real. The Bible said blind Bartimaeus, uh, he was praying. When Jesus passed by and they said, shh, shh, man, be quiet, man. And, uh, Jesus is passing by. The man was blind. He needed help from the Lord. Help me, Jesus. Have mercy on me. He didn't let them stop him from calling out upon the Lord. Neither should you hold yourself back from calling upon the Lord. Bless your Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Mighty God. I, I, I hope you get what I'm saying this morning. Bless you, Jesus. Unclean spirits obey the Lord. Too many folks are going to church and leaving the same. Some are setting in the service with spirits at their place of worship. There are others that as they get out their car and walk to the church to come in the service, the spirit that was using them, and I'm just giving this analogy, sets outside. Maybe it waited in the car. Maybe it's sitting on the trunk. Maybe it walked down the street and bothered someone else. And after the service, the benediction is begin. God be with you. God be with you. God be with you until we meet again. And so after the benediction has gone on and, and the, that individual leaves the church, walks outside the door, God bless you, and, you know, and greeting other, and they get out to the parking lot, that spirit greets them. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? Let's go do this again. When it should be that when you leave the sanctuary and you're confronted with that spirit, you know to resist it while calling upon the name of the Lord. Bless you, Lord Jesus. You're not talking and listening. You're not listening to somebody right now that was not delivered. I know what it means to be delivered. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's people in my presence 
that know what it means to be delivered. From there, they have their own testimony. Unclean spirits that's allowed to just exist. That's crying out and falling upon deaf ears because of folks just going to be in church. You're not supposed to run from a spirit. You in the service, you sitting there claiming to be saved and sanctified. You're claiming to be delivered. And someone is sitting there with an unclean spirit operating them. They might smell like Chanel number five. They might have on the uh, a, a nice outfit or what. They need deliverance. Just like a person that don't smell like Chanel number five and does not have on an out, outfit. They need help. But you running from them because they're crying out. Because they looking crazy. Service is going on and one of they out and I'm listen, that's in the movies. That's in the movies. Mighty God. I, I'm I'm I'ma stop. I'ma stop because I, I think you get what I'm saying this morning. Prior to my mother's demise. She saw the deliverance that God brought upon me. Not only did she see the deliverance, others saw it. You know, I was thanking God of how my brother's an elder in the southern, most southern part of California, witnessed to me some many years ago. My sister saw deliverance and she's an evangelist. My brother saw deliverance, about to be ordained deacon. My mother saw deliverance. I often laugh and say she must have, she saw deliverance and said there must be a God that that, that boy is saved. And she got saved. And one day she went to church and the pastor asked, what do you want? She had multiple strokes. She was on disability. And she was walking with a cane. And she told the pastor, I do not want to walk with this cane any longer. The pastor prayed for her. She set that cane down and never picked it back up again. Upon her demise, I went to the house to, 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 to clean up and stuff and my mother had bought boxes and boxes and boxes of high heel shoes. Some never had been worn, but she was set and ready to go in her new shoes. The day before her demise, she was at the store shopping, grocery store. And the cashier, from my understanding, asked, how are you doing? You know, why are you smiling? You look so beautiful. And she said, I'm shopping with Jesus. And she was gone the next day. Listen, that's just one testimony of someone asking Lord, like the man with leprosy, have compassion on me.
if you will have compassion. If there's anything that's going on in your life right now and you need the compassion of the Lord, I want you to stop. I want you to ask him right now, Lord, have compassion on me. Lord, deliver me. My situation, I can't deliver myself. I've tried it. I know what it's like to flush drugs down the toilet. My children don't even know nothing about that. I know what it's like to say, I'm going to quit. You quit in that moment, but then you went and bought a new supply of whatever it was. I know what it means to say, I'm going to stop and then to go and continue on. But one day, deliverance came my way and I had an opportunity. And in that instance, it was done away with. Whatever you have need of right now, Lord, have compassion on me. The preacher can't do it. No, not the man. I'm talking about the man. I'm not talking about the spirit of God that, because see, we pray in Jesus' name. We pray under the auspicism of the Holy Ghost. And I do mean the Holy Ghost, not something taught to you. I'm talking about what God has given you, the gift of the Holy Ghost for those that have it. It's power from God to be witnesses. That's what the Holy Ghost is for, not to save you. The Holy Ghost is the, is the dynamic power of God, the dunamis, as they would say, for being a witness and then also to transform this body when the trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise. And then we which are alive shall be caught up together to meet him in the air. Your obedience is what's going to allow that to happen. Your faithfulness to God and loving him with your whole heart. Whatever it is, whatever it is, Lord God, Lord, whatever it is. Whatever it is, Lord, have compassion on me. I don't want to leave out of this service online in presence. I don't want to leave out of your presence and under the words, the umbrella of what he is saying right now and walk back into the situation that I walk in here. Change, change, Lord have compassion on me. I'm not gonna repeat the same actions over and over again and then try to pray my way out of it. No, I'm taking a stand right now. If you've made that up in your heart, you've made that up in your mind right now, you've given God something to work with. You've given him no excuses, no excuses. I'm not going down that way again. I'm not going down that path again. Jesus told the man, he told one man, he said, listen, he said, told him to be healed. Get up, take up your bed and go and sin no more. I told you his goodness will prevail. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we honor you for your goodness. We honor you, Lord God, for your word that have been exhorted this morning. Thank you, Lord, for those that are receiving it. 
those that believe the gospel as you instructed them to do, you said, believe the gospel, believe it. You didn't say pray up on it. You said, believe it. And Lord, so we believe your word this morning. We can't live without you. We can't be delivered without you. Except your word being active. You told the disciples that you are now washed by my word. Lord God, and so we depend on your word to wash us, to make us whole. As it has done this morning to give us insight, to give us closure upon those things that we have allowed to remain open. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Lord God, and so we pray for each one and ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Lord, to walk in obedience to your word as they become recipients of your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless your Lord Jesus, mighty God. Again, if you're looking for a church home, a place to grow a ministry, I want to invite you to join in with you. This is Pastor Carl Henderson saying, be blessed of the Lord. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you in Jesus' name, amen. Celebrate our great God, His majesty, the royalty, his splendor.